Hello and welcome to McCartney and Goal. Uh, this is the podcast that debates and dissects a great album of popular music. I'm David Hughes and I'm joined by my fellow judges, Brett. Give it away now! Hello, Brett. And uh, Steve Sumner. What I've got, you've got to get it and put it in you. Thanks, Steve. Hello, both. Um, the plan is that we're going to throw in some stories. We're going to mix in our opinions and sprinkle over a sporting knockout format. We're going to debate the songs and match them against each other until we reach a grand final and discover our favourite song on the album. And we always promise to be uninformed, biased and unruly. On this episode... On this episode wait, debating... wait. On this episode, oh, yeah. Dave has COVID. So go I easy do. on us. Oh, it's you a are special... so 2020, Dave. You're special so COVID fashion. episode. Jeez, special yeah. COVID episode. Get get with the programme, Hughes. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, but we're recording by Zoom, aren't we? So we're, we're socially distanced. No, I'm sitting next to you, breathing it all in, happily. Yeah, we're, we're always stuff. on Zoom because we can't stand to be in a room with each other. Yeah, we only just about manage this, don't we? Really, because we're f- we're we're distant cyber cyberly, basically. Yeah. We're, oh yeah. We're not, I don't want to. I don't want to see you in real life. In the flesh. Ugh! Awful. Um, Dave, tell us on, which album are we doing? <laughs> yes, on this episode, Steve, we are debating "Blood Sugar Sex Magic," which Ooh. was an album by the Red Hot Chili Peppers released in 1991. Um, Shall we say which classic album it was released on the same day as? Oh, pop pickers, what's the what's the answer here? Abbey Road. I know it. Um, no, close. It's almost. It's it's. it's Rubber Soul. Very, was it? Nineteen ninety one. It's never mind, isn't it, Dave? Never mind. Fine. Let's just move on. Oh, or oh, never mind by Nirvana. Hey. Oh, yeah, you're correct. Oh. Was that a joke about the word never mind? Yeah. Good. Uh, it was released on the same day as the Low End Theory. <laughs> What's Another the low classic end? album. What's the Low End Theory? Tribe Called Quest. Oh, I, I thought that was a oh. set up to one of your Shaggy Dog Story <laughs> no. jokes. No, but it was just. They were yeah. all released on September the twenty fourth, nineteen ninety one. Uh, so, wow. Okay. So let's see. We've got Nevermind, Red uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Blood Sugar, Nevermind, and what was the album you mentioned? Can Dave? I kick it's it? Yes, released. I can. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wow. You okay, go. you funky monks, this episode we're going to do mm-hmm. Blood Good. Sugar Sex Magic. Yes. And I'm joined by the righteous and the wicked. Nice, yes. Uh, Lovely. Which one's which? I'm the righteous. Not sure, sure which definitely. one is which. Yeah, well, that's maybe. <clears throat> Depends on which day of the week you get, I suppose. Well, if you have to ask, then you're probably the wicked. Oh, lovely Good. stuff. Very nice, yeah. yeah. Or are you both the wicked? And I could have lied. Oh! One of these songs will be crowned the best song on the album, but yeah. we're not going to give it away. Give hey! it away until the end. Not going to give it away until the end. Um, for the sports fans out there, our qualifying round is 16 songs, which will chop down to eight quarterfinalists. Then we'll have four semi-finalists and two songs in the grand final. Uh, and so therefore we're not debating Little Miss Lover and Castles Made of Sand, which were bonus tracks released later and we're not debating they're red hot because it's just a silly cover okay and the qualifying round begins with the first pairing which is suck my kiss against funky monks
Back to back on the album, aren't they? So it's Funky Monks and Suck My Kiss. I mean, everything about this band is funky. I mean, and they've underlined it there by saying, calling one of their songs Funky Monks, but Suck My Kiss is so just almost, it's so onomatopoeic, isn't it? It's so funky just saying it. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't say that and received English, could you? you know, suck my kiss. You just can't. You've got to. No. You've got to have a bit please, of funk about you. Just I say would like you to <laughs> suck my kiss, please. Not yeah. just to kiss me no. on the cheek or the face or the lips. No. Even I would like you to kiss me on the front mouth and suck it. See, it, you just you know, it's just yeah. it's just something else. Um, yes. Well, it's basically this album is 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 very is very long. It's, a, yes. it's 16 songs plus some others, depending on which version you take. And pretty much nearly all of them are funky. About 13 of them are funky and then three of them are ballads. And yeah. never the twain shall meet. It's either Ooh. funky or ballad, really, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and that depends. Two... That depends whether you're... I suppose if we're talking musically, then yes. I think there's a there's a wider conversation to be have about, had about lyrics. But um, Totally. Yes. Totally. Yeah. yeah, I can't argue with that musically for sure. This, this album is, is part of... It's a massive hallmark moment for them. It's a massive point of development for this band, who start out as it's from the LA punk scene. Dave, just in case you're wondering, um, and <laughs> but they're they're a funk. They they think of themselves as a funk band. Their second album is produced by George Clinton. Yeah. Even though they come out of punk scene, they're really kind of really you know it's 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 punk in attitude and quite a lot of the sound. It's got heavy metal guitar lashings of that as well but they consider themselves a funk band at this point and before um, and before this it's funk, funk 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 and funk isn't it you yeah three three straight of albums of funk with some metal slap. guitar underneath it the slappiest of slap bass oh i mean just slap just that mother that his his thumb must have been covered in blisters poor old flea yeah. by uh by it's just one blister it's one yeah, big fat massive, blister a massive blister Okay, so just just to put you in context of it, it's it's they're super funky, they're super. That's what they consider themselves. But it, this album marks that turning point for them coming becoming something else, something bigger, something um, more expansive. Um, to the point where they are now, they're kind of you'd almost just call them a, a straight rock band. I would say maybe no, would that be fair? No, they're still they're still they're very still very funky. Funk I know, but they're, but, they're, but they're arguably stadium yeah, rock, arguably. yeah. Yeah, yeah. they know. are a stadium rock band. There's no, there's no way around. That. And this is the transition point for sure. Yeah, this is the fulcrum point. This is why it's such an interesting album. Obviously, you've got Californication that comes after this, um, which I will refer to all the way through this podcast because it's my favourite Red Hot Chili Peppers album. And I have tried, tried, and tried again to get it on the podcast, but will they fucking let me know? So we're doing this. Oh, this is compromise. so much more seminal. <laughs> it's so much more important. It's just, just seminal. It's like so much it. more seminal. That's definitely true. Jesus yeah. Christ. Some of the lyrics on this. Absolutely. Poor old Dave. He's really uh, that got a now, mild, in, I think got a mild smile from him. That joke. I've resolved joke. to check in with him every fifteen minutes. How are you, Dave? You okay? I'm going to send yes. around a couple of lem sip in a minute. Um, <laughs> I'm wondering whether we're any closer to uh, discussing the two songs, either "Suck My Kiss" or "Funky Monks." Suck you what? I, 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 we've <laughs> Dave, got to set the scene. We can't just go in cold. We've got to be a, years, have a bit of foreplay here. Saying, years, years of you saying so. Who were the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Has primed us for shit like this. So back down, Cody <laughs> boy. Yes. Um, okay. So. They're, they're, they are next to each other on the album. Um, there's a lot of songs that kind of 
have partners i think on this album that are kind of similar so you can you can really boringly directly contrast them and these two i think uh come under that category i'm going to just vote straight for suck my kiss because i think it's just a massive propulsive big hitting song it's just huge i think it's yeah, great and it's one of the big the big singles on the album there were, there were sort of five yeah. big hitting singles on it's... this album of which that was one a- absolutely suck my kiss okay just sounds rude when you say it though um yeah okay i'm i'm i just want to say uh, funky monks nice falsetto on the vocal and on the on the kind of chorus there which kind of doesn't come i think it's one of the first times something like well no actually no uh, breaking the gallery comes in but it's quite nice to hear that it's quite a relief at that point because i've had quite a lot of funk and anti yeah. anthony kiedis kind of do you call it rock rap? Whoop da da! Gonna... Yeah, yeah. to your mama. We've had a lot of it up to that point, so yeah. it's nice to get a bit of falsetto. Yeah, good. I'm going to vote for Funky Monks because I think it deserves oh. some love. And of Tell all us about the... it. Well, of all the songs that could be described sort of a bit as kind of generic funk... It is one, but it is my probably my favourite of them. And I, mm. I'm actually got looking at my notes over here, which I don't tend to refer to a lot. I've got more notes on that than almost anything out on the album, which is interesting. Wow. Um, one why of the things. Me, that, why did you let me prattle on so inexpertly then? Because for so long? because I knew that I'd edit it all out later. Oh, um, fine. Yeah. Fine. The power <laughs> of editing. No, that's not true. I loved all of it. Um, <laughs> so, Funky Monks. I think is interesting on, on a number of different levels. Uh, one, nice. I've just read uh, a lot of Kiedis's, I haven't finished it, Kiedis's autobiography, Scar Tissue. And right. uh, it's a, that's a very, very interesting read. It depends because it, it, he sort of has such a skewed view on on uh, sex, particularly. It's okay. like, um, it's like, you know, well, I, I was deeply, deeply in love with Miranda and, and she hurt me so bad. Uh, and then heroin, heroin, heroin. And then, you know, Jane came in and, and, and she made and she fixed everything. And the thing about yeah. Jane was she was Sweet a beautiful Jane. model, but she broke my heart. And then heroin, heroin. Um, and yeah. then, you know, it just it's just girl after girl after girl after girl that he's deeply, deeply, deeply in love with. And, and, and then like, heroin dude, is a way to kind of get her- off. You know, yeah. As, and... As and but there's also an awful lot of very strange sex going on around the band. Um, there's a, there's a lot of dark sex going on. So to open it with, uh, right. there, what's the first line? There there are no monks in this band. There are no <laughs> saints in this land. And there are yeah. some other things in that. You know, and he's it's, he's like to my. I think it's to my lust. I must concede. Talking about my lowly creed, something like that. And you dig into it. It's like the entire song is a justification for the fact that they're all just fucking everybody. Right, the entire time, uh, and it feels like throwaway funk. But having just read the book and then read yeah. those lyrics, as I was, I was like, oh, hang on a minute. So I found that quite interesting. I thought that the the doing a but essentially a really funky, clearly funk lick at the beginning, but on an acoustic guitar is a really interesting choice. Yeah, uh, it's so obviously an acoustic guitar before the rest of the song kicks in, and. God knows what string gauge you would have used because if unless you've got incredibly light strings, that's going to destroy your fingers. I mean, to, to bend D- that much. Dave has leant forward in his chair. He's that interested by how, what string gauge. He loves using. guitar chat. Oh, it's his face. Why hell. he comes to the table for this podcast <laughs> wow. at all? I didn't mention open tuning. String string gauge you can cope with. It's fine. 
Um, Gammy. But but I think that's re- uh, no, probably not. Uh, I think opening with an acoustic guitar riff is a really interesting thing to do. And then and then towards the end, uh, Flea's bass gets really crazy bubbly in a classic sort of George Clinton mm. funk funkadelic Parliament mm. sort of way. <laughs> time because apparently before this album flea would would play slap on everything and you mentioned slap and he does play a lot of slap on this album yeah. but compared to the previous three albums yes he's not he's playing with his well, fingers like yeah, and he, a lot of the time yeah he wrote he read this article he was reading a magazine article with um one of his hit one of his bass heroes kim gordon the bassist from uh, sonic youth Sonic Youth, yeah. and she, and she said ah oh, he's reading it and she said ah oh, I really, you know, I really like funk bass. And he's like, oh yeah, funk bass, great. And uh, and then she goes, apart from when white guys play it, and they just really have to make it like some kind of a macho jock exercise, and you just suck back <laughs> and you're going, oh, shit, she means me. I haven't <laughs> heard that. It's brilliant. Yeah, so he kind of like, oh, fuck it Okay, but I think part of the gestation of Zan, we'll get into it later, is is is, is the producer's influence on them. Rick Rubin, oh, by the way. Oh, huge. The Rick Rubin um, thing's enormous, yeah. And, and and it's about especially listening to a lot of stuff that John Frusciante said. It's about making space for each other, yeah. um, which is very hard to do as a musician. It is hard to to do that because you're you, you you want to express yourself, but you're also full of fear that you if you stop playing, people go, "What the fuck? Why can't you keep up?" Or it's just there's a fear of stopping playing and and making space. It's actually harder than you think. Yeah. And I know Dave's massive hero. Brian Eno is big on that, taking stuff out, isn't he, Dave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Eno effect. Dave's nodding sagely yeah. because he doesn't. He is nodding sagely. Yeah, That's good, good for an audio medium. Nodding. Right. Excellent. So, <laughs> the sucking of the kiss has, is going has, through three nil. Yeah. No, two, two. Oh, two, two one. one. Sorry, you did. You I gave Funky, Funky Monks some love. Yeah. You did. You did. Okay. Oh, Dave, great. On to the next one. And the next pairing is the power of equality against I could have lied. Easy, 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 easy. Yes. But, I mean, what should we say about power of equality before it goes out? Before it loads, yeah. Sorry to destroy the tension inherent in the competition format, but it's definitely going out here. Yeah, it's totally going out. Power of equality is, is, is again, very interesting, I think. Opens the album. album. Book ending, Steve. Are you happy with that? Not particularly, no, No, I don't think. I mean, it 
it's a weak there, book bookender, isn't it? This album. It's not a great. It's not a great. Yeah, the book ending on this album isn't amazing. I don't think it's no. particularly detrimental. But there's other ways I, you could have opened I, it. I think actually the first you could take the first two songs off and the and the last two and it'd be a much much stronger album. I've yes. Yeah. No. No. I think that that's fair. Power of Equality is interesting from really only from a lyrics point of view because. Mm. Uh, this is the counterpoint to another one later that we'll talk about where Kiedis was like, oh, I'm really embarrassed by those lyrics. And it's like, dude, have you read your lyrics? Uh, you know, in terms of se- the sex thing. Um, and Power of Equality is one of a couple of songs where he's he's doing this whole, um, yeah, I want to do a song about equality and loving your brother and whatever. And it's like, and apparently Rick Rubin was not into it at all. Okay, Rick right. Rubin was like, "Where are the? I want songs about cars and girls, man. What the fuck is Power of Equality? This is like, yeah. this is like some pseudo fucking peace <laughs> and love. Let's all, oh, black and white can live together, bullshit." And yeah, Rick Rubin was was not having it. And of course, the, the Let, irony of both um, of those. Hang comes... on, Let, we need to say who Rick Rubin was. Who was Rick Rubin? Rick Rubin is the producer on this album. He'd he'd come. Uh, he'd actually been asked to produce a previous album of theirs. Um, Yes, he Mother's had. Mother's Milk. And turned and it down. Might have turned been it down because that, they were all strung out on heroin. Um, yeah, he said it was like the darkest energy ever. And he's just like, yeah. like met them and left immediately. He's like, this yeah. is fucking terrifying. I mean... But, but in the history of, of rock and roll, Rick Rubin is more than just a producer, right? He's a huge figure. He's a huge figure. Who, who and, he's, he? and he's produced so many, so many diverse and dis- different artists. He's, a, he's, a, he's just, he's one of the most significant record producers, certainly yeah. of the 90s and the noughties, I would say. And he, he developed a reputation for getting bands who'd slightly lost their way to kind of get back to their roots in later days. So, yeah. you know, he, he would take Metallica and say, stop doing that shit. Let's listen to your early albums. You know, and his thing was, he was a bit like Brian Eno in that he can't play a, a note of anything he hasn't got a musical bone in his body but he will sit metallica down and go right all we're doing for the next three days is listening to your first two albums because you're going to fucking be that good again you know or or sits down with johnny cash and goes right do you know what's good about you your voice and that's the thing so let's take everything oh, else I mean, off and he, make he, four he, albums he, of you and an acoustic guitar created an incredible him and johnny cash made an incredible swan song to cash's career didn't, didn't yeah didn't ah, phenomenal 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 and, that way the work we did with him so, so he starts off like dave a, as a hip-hop producer yeah he starts off as a hip-hop producer his biggest hit probably to that he worked with ron dmc and aerosmith on walk this way he, he produced that so that's a massive big splash like this is the coolest producer around his hot property in the 80s he's got incredible taste that's the yeah. thing he's got incredible taste and he knows how to to pick a winner um yeah. but he and can't all, play a note of anything and also an important figure in in labels founding yes. labels yeah, yeah. and being a label record label executive was, was def jam oh, okay. was it def jam was it def jam he was co-founder of def jam mm. right because he was a big more, hip, he was a big hip hop guy and metal guy to begin with, wasn't he? And then diversified. Yeah. Well, I think he started off producing more hip hop, didn't he? Am I wrong? More hip hop at the beginning, at, and yeah. then goes into metal, and then goes into everything. So, so we don't need to to do a biography necessarily on Rick Rubin, but just to say that he's yeah. more than just another producer. He's more more than just yeah. a producer on this album. He's he's a big yeah. figure in. He's. I um, think the way he produces it's so interesting. The whole role of producer is so kind of vague. It's kind of like in football or any sport, you get the role of a manager, and they. How big can it be? It can be absolutely massive, or it can be completely minimal. It can be hardly it, anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and he takes it to the max. I think they all 
totally loved the way he produced this album and, and worked with them. But he was asked to do it in 87 with them. He refused because they were strung on heroin. Um, and that's a previous lineup of the band. We'll get into that later. But this uh, this lineup of the band, which is seen as the classic lineup of the band, is not the original lineup of the band. Uh, it's, it's not for ages no. before mm-hmm. John Frusciante joins Red Hot Chili Peppers. It must be about six, seven years before he joins them, which is quite interesting. Yeah. Um, um yeah, and maybe, and also this 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 uh, this album. The other thing Ruben really does that's big is he puts them all in a mansion in LA, yeah. and it's like we're all just going to go and live in this mansion yeah. for the entire time we're doing this this album, and we're going to live on top of each other and do nothing. We're not going to go out. We're not going to party. We're not do anything. We're just going to make this album in this mansion. Okay, so it's um, it's the power of equality against I could have lied. Um, we're all voting for I could have lied. Yeah, okay. I mean, The Power of Quality starts off the album, just in case you're interested, and it's what the only thing I really like about it is it starts off really trebly and really quite, it's like not quiet, but just removed, and then after about 20 seconds, everything just kicks in, the bass, the middle, everything just suddenly kicks in. It's like, oh, you thought you were going to get like a little scratchy funk album, you're going to get this massive behemoth rock mm. album. It's fantastic. That's kind of like a little trick that, uh, a kind of hit, maybe a hip-hop trick that Ruben's using just to kind of um, to really dial down the, the bass and middle right at the start and then whack it in so you kind of lean in you think your ears are safe and then and boom, then Flea comes in and yeah, yeah exactly. hits you with this face melter of a there's bass another song. interesting thing that he had a huge influence in that comes in in that opening track which is is Kiedis didn't sing I mean, I mean, when they auditioned Kiedis for the for the band originally, it was like, I mean, he yeah. he just considers himself as kind of like this rappy sort of guy, yeah, and yeah. and he 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 is he he was really paranoid about his singing, and I've always thought he was quite a good singer, but of course, when you start looking into it, you're like, mm. and this will come up a lot. It's like, hang on a minute, the amount of notes they've given him to yeah, yeah. to, to the, the the limit it's like he will sing in this tiny range yeah and and it's like even on this it's like the power of equality and it's yeah, like and that's it's following in the such riff a, and it's following the riff as well following the riff which is an yeah, yeah. Ozzy Osbourne sort of thing to do but it, it's yeah, a yeah. very small window and it's a very clever thing to do with a singer with limited range which mm. is find that range and let them work within it you know so that that's but that's something you know I mean could have lied is, the... is, is much bigger in pointing the way as to where they're going, but that is a little bit yeah. of an early point, and this is going to be different because he's singing rather than just yelpy rapping thing. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, if you listen to some of the early stuff, it is proper bonkers, isn't it? It's really yeah. full-on, crazy punk funk, crazy jam-out, wig-out jams. It's, it's extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dave, what's the next qualifier? It, Wake up. It is. Wait, wait, hang on. Hang on. Dave, how oh. are you? Yeah, I'm oh, good, thanks. Okay, just checking in there, checking yeah. in. There. Yeah, still nice. Come around with a, a cup I'm of soup, fine. cup of soup, chicken broth. Yeah. No, no, I'm, Tuck you I'm in. vegan. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, but it, the next pairing is give it away against blood sugar sex magic.
Well, again, both back to back on the album, and I feel yeah. like "Blood Sugar Sex Magic" is is a good song, but it is straight after "Give It Away," which is the absolute zenith of their funk rock splendidness. It's an amazing yes, it song. "Give yeah. It Away" is absolutely fantastic. So, it's going to be very hard to vote against it, isn't it? Really, let's be honest. It is. Sing- it is. I think "Blood Sugar Sex Magic" is going to go out, but a, a, mm. again, I think it's uh, it, it's, an, it's an interesting. Are we mm. are we agreeing that's going Absolutely. out? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So 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 let's talk about that before it goes. Then have they ever before or since sounded more like Rage Against the Machine than they do on "Blood Sugar Sex Magic"? No, you're right. Especially those kind of that harmonised guitar thing at the end when they really he really oh, beats up like, the guitar sound. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're right. It's really good. Contemporaries are there. Rage Against the Machine same, yeah. similar time releasing. Absolutely similar. But time. what and and, what and I, you don't usually make that comparison. But on that track, they sound like Rage Against the Machine. It's yeah, yeah, really weird. definitely. I thought that too. This is that's, that's mad. Yeah, I mean, it's got a great riff on the intro. It's, it's, it is a good tune, but it's just, I mean, it's just, it's, it's fun. Give it away. It is fun. Um, yeah. Um, so it's just, it's going to have to go out. But it, yeah, it cool. does. Definitely, they've beefed up. But Frishanti is, is actually, he has this, there's, I've linked to that, I've had this thought, that they remind me slightly of Led Zeppelin. They have this massive drum sound, massive, amazing drummer in Chad Smith, yeah. like Bonham. But then their guitarist is brilliant. Almost, you know, he's a, not even almost. He is a genius. He's a genius guitarist. Yeah. Yes, he um, is. but he actually plays quite a scratchy guitar, as Jimmy Page does. It's actually it's not massively muscular the sound, and obviously you could do that. And sometimes they do go to that, but they don't. That's not their go-to sound. It's not muscular. He's so hard to pin down as a guitarist yeah. because oh. because he his influences are so blindingly obvious sometimes, and yet you're not even even when like he's doing a, a solo and it's like well that's Hendrix or he's doing a solo and it's like well that's Jimmy Page or whatever yeah. it is you're not thinking oh but and it's derivative and I don't like it you're thinking well he's obviously channeling Hendrix but yeah. I love what he's doing with it you know and it's yeah. it's such an interesting middle you know like line that he treads with that. Yeah, um, yeah. But the oh, the, the final the final thing I'd say about about the, this before it goes is um, Rubin uh, was because apparently he would he him and Kedis would drive around because Rubin had this enormous car because he's he's yeah. a big guy and I think I don't think he might be a bit of an old Gallagher in that he couldn't drive so he'd just get into this enormous car and just right. drive around and look at girls and talk about women it's like okay fair enough um, I don't think it got too unsavory but there was elements of that and and he was driving around with Kedis and they were trying to like think of names for the album and they were brainstorming all this stuff and Kedis was writing down name after name after name after name for the album and and uh Ruben's like y- you know that you have a song called Blood Sugar Sex Magic right <laughs> <laughs> and Kedis is like oh yeah we can't call it anything else but that guy it doesn't matter that it's like not the top song on the album yeah it's just you don't you're not gonna get a better title than that for the album it's like yeah all right, no, fine. That's, that, that's, I do want, yeah, that's that's good i'm glad you saw that because i do wonder why they had called the album after that song but it's not that necessarily after the song it's just that's just the perfect yeah melange of words to kind of really it does sums up the album at. it feels yeah, yeah. it feels it sums it up beautifully yeah, yeah, yeah. it's great yeah it, it was very evocative phrase yeah. when like we this is an album for us when we were growing up maybe slightly for me i don't know about for you but it was slightly too uh mature for my taste like i couldn't really access it that easily it is it's yeah full i found on. it hard yeah it, it's and it's long hard and, and long it's hard it was hard sounds like an anthony kiedis lyric so many ways but also again it's it's we said we said this a few times on a few albums but it was this is the height of the age of the cd 
And yeah. it, it, it's it's such how many, a crime. How many minutes can we get on this format? Jack it all on. squeeze all 76 minutes in. It's like, you know, things that previously would have been like a triple album or a quadruple yeah. album, you know, it yeah. takes you half Chuck a year to listen to. Chuck it all, it's a CD. And fuck it. Well, they, they wanted this um, to be a double album. They had 25 songs knocking around and they had... But, um, the, but the you're talking about double like, CD. The thing is, if it was vinyl, CD, this sorry, would yeah, have yeah. Been a du- it would have been a double album. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They, but it, I think they wanted it like a double, yeah, like proper actual paid double the price type double album. Yeah. And, and the record label said, "No, let's go." Single. I'm glad they didn't because it, it would have, oh, you know, l- law wise. of diminishing returns in in yeah. action. Yeah, totally, totally. Dave, and what's the next one? The next pairing is the greeting song against the righteous and the wicked. Oh, well, the greeting song is literally um, he uh, Rick Rubin told said to Anthony Kiddis, "I want a song about uh, 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 women and cars." Yeah, I want you to write a song about that, and and as a result, Anthony Kiedis hated it. I mean, I don't really like it that much. It's got it's got the most punky sound to it on the album, considering they can they come out of a punk scene. But it's not my. I don't really not. But not don't you think that's interesting? See, I think that's such interesting because this was it. He he asked him to write a song about women and cars in response to the fact that he didn't like the power of equality. Right. So Kiedis writes the greeting song, and it's like it, it it's no less about. I mean, it's like, dude, have you read your other lyrics? You know, little Bo Peep coming for my stun gun, you know, and all this other... I mean, the the amount of, like, wow. fucking filth in other songs, because that's from another song, you know, the amount of just uh, just gutter filth yeah, yeah, all over these other songs. That, and he's that, going, oh, I don't like the, I don't like the greeting song because he asked me to talk about women and girls. And it's like... And I think he has this opinion of himself that he'd become right. a poet by this point. And it's like... Right. Dude, there's so much just like filth rap all over this album. I think you've it's, got a slightly wrong interpretation of yourself here. I mean, they're an incredibly priapic band. Their sound is incredibly muscular, punchy, in your face. They would famously come on as their encore naked, but with um, long socks over their penises. Yes, on their penile. On their penile. I don't know. What's the what's the plural of penis? For, 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 for listeners. Pina. <laughs> for, for listeners, for everybody, well, for, Dave. For, for you at, at home, uh, priapic. I've just had to Google it. Yeah. Relating to or resembling yeah. a phallus. Yeah. Ah. So a phallic just, band. You're saying the I don't, band I don't just I don't just pluck these words from nowhere, Dave. No, I, no, I no. I, I don't. I, I open up I, my thesaurus at night I, and I read <laughs> it and then I go hit the so, But, so but I needed to educate myself in. in uh, yes, I did. As that well. was a new word for me. Priapic. So. So if you'd said they were a phallic band, you'd say they would. That, that they're cock rock. They, they're cock rock for for the people in the cheap rock. seats. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, cheap. That we're, we're Dave and I are in the cheap seats. So thank you for summing that up. That's better. Well done. <laughs> for the thickos at the back. Yeah, that's. They us. like talking about their wangs. Wangs, the wangs. Yeah, yeah they were wang um, band. Yeah. So no, that that I mean, their sound is like it's full on. I mean, funk funk is is a sexy music, isn't it? It's, yeah. It's 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 got that's that's part of its and often a very masculine genre as well yeah yeah i mean you're learning funk bass steve tell us about that oh gosh well it's it's all about the uh the the lesson that um uh bootsy collins first got from uh james brown which is the best lesson you'll ever get on the is to play what you do is you play on the one so it's yeah. like one, and the one, the one is where you get the root note. But yeah. then for the two, the three, and the four, 
you can mm-hmm. fuck about as long as you hit the one with the, with the root note. So it's like A, B, A, B, and as long as you're hitting one, you can do what the fuck you want the rest of the time. Sound funky as hell, and that is like the simplest, best possible lesson about fuck. It's like it just opens the whole thing up. You're like. Oh, oh, that's yeah. what they're doing. Because you're thinking that you're playing all these mad notes. How does he know what to play? He's just playing the root note on the one. Yeah, and whatever comes to, literally whatever comes to hand. Whatever comes to three. hand the rest of the time, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Secret of funk Love bass. It. Oh, funk bass demystified. Love it. Yeah. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah, so, yeah, they are that type of... They're, they're a very funky band. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're going to have to get into some of the lyrics later because I haven't really studied them. But you've read Ooh. the biography from Kedis, and I'm sure... Yeah. It, and I've sat not... down and read the lyrics because you, you know how it is. Yeah. I mean, I'm much more lyric-obsessed than you. Yes, you are. It's a very That's interesting gonna... place to go with these I was going to come to, yes, with, with that because there are some that I, uh, I fear that, yeah, might be a bit gritting of teeth times. Oh, plenty of that. Yeah. Plenty of that. Okay, but so are we, and what are we doing? Are we all voting for The Righteous and The Wicked? Yeah, of course we are. Okay. All three of us. I mean, we've not had any... We're, apart from Funky Monk, Suck My Kiss, we've not had any dissension, have we, really? It's been pretty really, straightforward no. thus far. What's up next, Dave? Have you got something exciting? Yes, I have Naked in the Rain Ooh. against Under the Bridge. Have you ever been naked in the rain, Dave? I can't recall. I, I'm sure I must have. He's thinking. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure I must uh, yeah. have. It feels that like if, if I haven't enigmatic. If I haven't done that, it feels like something I should have done by now. Should have got round yeah. to it. Is that on your on your bucket list? Yeah, I mean, be, life's for living. Being naked isn't it, in Brett? all weathers. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait for it to I'll have down. a think about that and I'll get back to you. Yeah, all right. Thanks. With, Please if I don't send any pictures. Of, don't send yeah, just just, just words. Just audio. That's all I need as proof. <laughs> <laughs> just take it in the rain versus Under the Bridge. Oh Under okay. the Bridge. Oh, that's a that's it's a minor one. Under the bridge. Yeah, um, I mean which is a shame because Naked in the Rain is really cool. It's one of the the best kind of pure funky songs on the album, I think. It's one of the very few places where Flea actually gets gifted an, a, a bass solo, like a proper yeah. bass it's really solo. Good. It's really which good. Which is very enjoyable. Um, yeah. But it's not um, Under the Bridge, is it? So 
No, uh, but it has got a really good chorus. It's got it's for one, all of their funk songs. You're like you're talking about Kiedis uh, as a vocalist. I mean, he's definitely considered himself as a vocalist for this album, and definitely not a singer. But it's yeah. it's kind of it's actually got a, like a kind of a, a singable chorus. Whereas actually, a lot of these songs, it's it, it's probably they're not that easy to sing along. I mean, I challenge but, anyone but to sing along the... to give it away, apart from the the easy bit. Yes, but again, give it away. He's not. He's not actually putting any notes in at all. I think give it away is all. Rap, no, but the rhythm it? so of him, it's hard. Yes. Yeah, so oh, the rhythmically, he's yeah, brilliant. But again, yeah, yeah. but again, if you're talking about singing, again here uh, on Naked in the Rain, it's such a small window. It's which is like a tiny, tiny area of melody to have to deal with. Yeah. And uh, the place where he struggles is the song that we're voting through here because he really has a problem with that. But we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, so um, under the bridge goes through three nil. Yes, I mean it's all I can say is it's really nice. I really like the sequence on this album because you get under the bridge and then naked in the rain comes in and it's great. You you, you drop to the the least representative song on the album under the bridge. It's the most unique, the most different, the most ballady. It's the most unique in sound on an entire album and then you get the super funk comeback and it's one of the the best versions of of how what they do and what they do best mm. so it is nice to sequencing but it's got to go yeah it has and dave's going to tell us later on if he's ever been naked in the rain next <laughs> round dave is mellow ship slinky in b major against my lovely man is that about steve that is about hillel slovak and who, who was he? the previous guitarist who yeah. uh, was with them for the first three albums and found and, a member uh, was he school friend found a member. yeah absolutely and, and, and died of a, a heroin overdose which um was an interesting one because Kedis did not go to the funeral he went to rehab really? instead yeah a lot of people were like dude that was your best friend what the actual fuck um, but it was like he, he was like I, uh, you know I, I guess he felt that it was a more respectful thing to go into rehab and get off heroin than it was to go to the funeral um, so My Lovely Man I think My Lovely Man is an outlier on this album because yeah. Kedis Kedis lyrically does two things which is this is funky I'm going to be funky and talk about funky things and girls and sex yeah I'm a cool guy um or it's like, well, this is a ballad, so I will say meaningful things. And this is the only track. I mean, I mean, I guess power of equality to an extent as well. But but this is this thing of I'm going to bear my soul yeah. on a, what is an ostensibly funky tune. Uh, and I think that's the only time 
where he, he's doing the, the personal slightly uh, wounded thing on, on something upbeat whether or not that works is a different discussion okay. but it's uh, it's interesting also it's one of Frashanti's most ripping solos which seems brilliantly ironic I love the fact that he didn't hold back it's like oh this is about their previous guitarist I'm going to kill it um, and I, I don't. Think well, Frusciante when he joins is is a young man. He's probably about twenty two here. I think twenty two, twenty three. He's been in the yeah. band for two years. He's he's a fan of the Chili Peppers yeah. when he comes back, which makes it hard. And I think that that makes it hard for him to join and just just put his stamp on it. But the guy is a fucking genius. I mean, your other podcast, Steve. One what? Sorry, one of your other podcasts, um, apart from <laughs> Classic Classic Wax and State of yes. America, is. Um, the great guitarist and i'm looking forward to the time when i'm sure yeah. you're going to do this guy be for sure. he's, for sure. yeah. uh, i mean just listening to his guitar all oh, my notes on this album this is a funk album remember a funk rock album and just like guitars amazing guitars amazing wow what an interesting choice his choices are interesting he can he's one of those guitarists that probably could play anything uh, and then has gone beyond hey wow this is really impressive and it's going to impress those people i'm going to then choose to sound a bit shit or a bit weak oh yeah and and yeah. that's so brave to do to not just sit in this comfort zone of being like the guitar hero quote unquote yeah, just t- turn it up loud shred a Smash solo it out. which he does but which he, he, can do he does, he does six or seven other different things exactly as you say yeah um and his choices are, are great yeah yeah really but yeah guy. i love the fact that he that he really rips a solo on this so sorry what was oh it was up against mellowship slinky i was listening to um the podcast the other day about this album and and the 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 guy said, "Oh, how did you get into to you know what was your first experience with um, Blood Sugar Sex Magic as an album?" And he said, "Oh, well, I really loved this song, Mellow Slip Slinky in B minor, and the host, B major." And the host was like, "You what? You telling me that that was your gateway drug into this album, Mellow Slip Slinky in B major?" He's yeah. like, "Yeah, what's the problem with that?" It's like, there's, well, there's no real uh, chorus. Um, <laughs> well, the chorus, the chorus is just him doing a James Brown impression. It's just you know, yeah. I mean, good God, God is is, is mean, like the he, most he James Brown thing off. ever." Throughout his career, I think he uses it on a lot on Californication, on um, yeah, yeah. On, a, on a couple of songs. Like that I mean, he just there's a couple of key decisions, aren't there, that he'll just use across his yeah. career. And good yeah. God, is well, I mean, that's, one that of is, them. yeah, that is it's just as far as I know, unless James Brown took it from someone else, that's just a straight oh, yeah, yeah. James Brownism. Straight, 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 right. and, so it, and and that's yeah. the entire chorus. So you you know, I really like Mellowship's Link. Yeah, I have to it's say. cool. I, I, it I cool. enjoy its I enjoy its bouncy thing, and I love that. I got a Mellowship. I got a Fellowship. I got a Hoop Da Hoop Da Mellowship. You know, it's like yeah. He, again, he 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 really knows how to to fit rhythm. Uh, it, and, and it's such a bouncy rhythm that it makes it really fun to listen to. So I've got a lot of time for it, but I think it yeah. has to be lovely man, lovely man for me. Yeah, once you break your your funk kind of resistance, if you do have that resistance, listeners, you you might do, you might not. You, you get into album. There's so many great grooves on it, and it's just it's just to- proper head bobbing, toe tapping yeah. stuff, isn't it? When you listen to it, it's it's a really strong album. But it, it's got it's, a good beat. It's got a lovely beat, mm. but it. It has quite a particular flavour profile. Let's just put it that way. Yes, it does. It very much does. Mm. Let's put it that way. So, so Dave, my lovely man, is that going through 3-0? No. Mellowship, Slinky and B I'm voting for. Oh, that's really interesting because I was I was wavering. So that could have gone mm. through. Okay. I do no, like, I, I like mm. the, the disco lashings on my lovely man, which kind of point towards what they do uh, around time on Californification much better. Yeah. Um, 
but it doesn't come off on this this album. So I'm voting Mellership. Okay. Dave, what are you well, going my for? lovely man. So that goes through two one. Two one. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. Uh, we have two qualifiers left, and the penultimate qualifier is Breaking the Girl against Apache oh. Rose Peacock. just phenomenal I fucking love it someone else talks I'm just going to just chuck superlatives around for a bit otherwise well I, I'm going to assume that Breaking the Girl is going through so we'll talk about it later am I correct can we talk about yeah, yeah there's some nodding going on there so, so let's talk amazing. about Apache Rose then yeah uh, I, it's cool Brent, you want to this? Yeah. well I like it I mean it's, it's one of the only I mean for a funk band there's not many horns and for a horny funk band there's not many horns on this album <laughs> But yeah, it's, true, this is this true. has got a bit of horn action on it, hasn't it? And I love that. I think that best. With, doo, 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 you know, it's great yeah. when that comes in. It's also so, got one of those tack toy pianos. You know, those like okay. tinkly tinkly toy pianos on. Yeah, I I love that sound. I've always loved that mm. toy piano sound. Um, yeah, it's it's cool. It's a cool tune. But you know, it's up against something. Seismic. It's a good story as well, though. It's uh, again well, because what the story? S- well, it, I mean, not in a kind of the plot has a beginning middle and an end type way but just in a you know he he's sort of sitting there in new orleans watching things go by and she walks by and she's cool and he really likes being in new orleans and he likes the people in new orleans so it's just it's it's unusual in a lot of ways for him to stick to the narrative because he always comes back to this is where i want to be i like it here rather than it's word salad at the beginning and then by the time i've got to verse three of word salad it has no relation to what i started with yeah um there is some continuity which uh, probably when you're writing songs that rhythmically his vocals are designed so rhythmically there's got to be kind of probably just that that vowel sound or that that syllable yeah yeah, well, it's, it's what it's, I'm going it, to need it, there. So it's hard for the right thing. Mean, yeah. yeah, it's hard to to do that. I imagine and keep to a narrative like a kind of classic song structure that he would have to do. But yeah, it's it's really cool. But it's yeah, and, and I do like the swing to it as well. It's got a bit of yeah. swing. It's just got a slight easing up of the ten- of the funk tension, the rock yeah. funk tension. I on do. It, I do like that chorus. I like that yeah, chorus. That's it, great. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's melodically uh, it's really nice and yeah and the horns yeah exactly there's something that's yeah great. it's, it's great. really good like, that's a great sample if you're looking to sample something now that's a really great sample right but it's going out Dave what have we got what's the last one and the last one is if you have to ask I Brett, do what is the last one <laughs> if you have to ask oh, Brett, against Steve. Sir Psycho Sexy oh, oh, easy. I mean, these are now, Steve. Tell us about these two songs. These are, are both probably on the on the darker end of the spectrum on the lyrics. Um, is, is expecting. <laughs> what do you mean by darker? Do you mean dodgy? <laughs> yeah, dodgier end on on of oh the spectrum. My. I'm talking about uh, spectrum here. So it's a spectrum, isn't it, on this album and and their career? 
I can't comment on if you have to ask. I haven't gone deep on the lyrics on that one, but so okay. Psycho Sexy is something to behold. So let's see what stays in and I'll comment afterwards. Okay. I mean, so Psycho Sexy is supposed to be like a character, isn't it? It's, uh, yeah. With a, uh, with, well, also, who's been knighted by the British Empire and has a strong British accent. So, uh, Well, there you go. So You know, he's a sir, so he's clearly met Queen Elizabeth at some point. Yeah. yeah. Um, Her Majesty you know, she, has she, she's knighted him. him despite his... Please well, arise. What, so like, you know, what's the lyric? He's a freak. Fantastic. I think the, the the phrase is "He's a freak of nature, but we love him." So he's a freak of nature, but we let it go. So it's like so. Obviously, Queen Elizabeth has mm. also let his psychosexual ways pass, and presumably yeah. did some work for charity or something uh, over a period of time, and that got him uh, the sir. You know, so what can you do? Who knows? I mean. Mm. Uh. Anybody else want to want to jump in on any of these songs, like vote for them or anything like that? I don't know what to say about this one. Um, well, I'm going to vote for if you have to ask. Okay. Uh, so, psycho, sexy. Uh, I mean, the lyrics ruin anything interesting in the music. He just has to try harder on some of these. Oh, I don't think that he has to try hard, harder. I, th- I think he has to try harder not. I mean, not to go there. Can I? Can I do a bit of Sir Psycho, sexy? Here we it. are, deep inside the Garden of Eden, standing there with my hard-on bleeding. There's a devil in my dick and some demons in my semen. Good God, no, wow. that would be treason. Good God Believe- again. Uh, just Good God, way, yes. That's the second time in this album, and he's yeah, used it yeah. on Californication as well. And uh, there's lots of stuff about Eve that we won't talk about, because that's just too... And then, and then there's the lovely second verse about how he gets stopped by a lady cop. Uh, in oh, my automa- yeah. oh, in gosh, my automobile, yeah. it's like said- a dirty story, basically, isn't it? It's like yeah. a- she said, "Get out and spread your legs," and then she tried yeah. to cop a feel. But he's probably thinking that he's being progressive because she's feeling him up. Uh, so, so 1991. This is wildly progressive, you see. That that cop, she was all dressed in blue. Was she pretty? Boy, I'm telling you, she stuck my butt with her big black stick. I said, "What's up? Now suck my dick." <laughs> Not as progressive as you think, though. No, I mean he was doing so well up to that point. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just yeah, and 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 then he's oh, going oh, and he's and, and he's just going oh, but the greeting song, yeah, the greeting like song is like I've it. offended myself with yeah, the greeting yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, so it's just like oh, what's dude. going on here, lads? Just come on, it's just yeah, it's it's yeah, basically it's just like a, a dirty story, isn't it? Let's be she whimpered just a little when she felt my hand on her crotch, so very warm I could feel her getting wet through her uniform. Yeah, all right, thanks. We've had enough of that one. Yeah, yeah I mean we're all we're all feeling slightly nauseous now. But, well, that but that's the thing about some of these lyrics on on this album. Yeah, um, that it's just it sounds silly and just like, silly, just silly boys. Th- th- there's there's nothing wrong with a lot of the music. The music's the the, the music's quite cool, but. By the time he he does his like homemade rap attempts over the top uh, with his like half baked, he hasn't really tried lyrics. It just feels like having to queue in public with your parents when you're a teenager. It's, it's, it's just say yeah, cringe. Exactly, but it's it's the word juvenile is not a word I would almost ever. I don't think I've ever used it on this podcast because it, yeah. it it's not it's not come up. And you know yeah. what I'm like with a knob gag, but but the thing oh, is, oh, you love not, them. I love knob gags, but but my yeah, issue with a knob them. gag is is always them. is always that it detracts from the rest of the song. It doesn't detract from the rest of the song here because the whole song is a knob gag, and yeah. and so so I whilst I don't object to that, you're left with this feeling of 
And again, I just keep coming back to the greeting song. I'm like, why were you worried that the greeting song was about cars and girls and you found that silly when you're writing stuff like this? I mean, this is this is like, you know, playground stuff. Having a look at we, uh, of, uh, if you had to ask, the lyrics are essentially more like a rap thing of just like mash up images. It's not right. anywhere near as problematic as psychosexy. Okay, so um, let's it's, if you have to ask, definitely. Okay. So, so, so psychosexy is just yeah. Also, it's, it's also so psycho. Also, so psychosexy is incredibly long. I mean, it has oh. it has like a sort of three or four minute hey jude type outro that bears yeah. no resemblance it, it, to anything and, uh, that's come before it and it doesn't deserve it does the song Do, does not doesn't warrant add anything it. no god no no so that has to go yeah yeah it's gotta yeah. go so that that would be if not for the silly uh joke track that would be the last song on the album wouldn't it so psycho sexy oh uh, would it i hadn't thought about that that would have been a terrible book ending as well um i can't think what i would i haven't actually got as far as thinking what i would end the album with but, but not that either yeah. Uh, right. Uh, so we're through to the quarterfinals. Yeah, baby. And the first quarterfinal is "Suck My Kiss" against "I Could Have Lied." I could, I could have lied. That was very British the way you did that. I enjoyed I could that. Have lied. Well, it's it's I could have, isn't it? I, it's not I could have. I could have. No, it is. I could have lied. It's it's quite right. I enjoyed it a lot. It's very proper, uh, Dave. Well done. Uh, so, sorry, what's it against? Could have lied against. Suck my kiss. Do you know oh, who, who who the subject of "I Could Have Lied" is, Dave? Is it Sinead O'Connor? It is. He wrote this song about a very brief relationship or quasi-relationship with Sinead O'Connor, which I didn't yeah. know. That's fascinating. Yeah. And he he wrote it. She kind of cut... She Apparently, she sent him an answer phone message saying, listen, I'm really not interested in progressing things. I've got stuff going on. And he wrote this uh, with uh, John Frusciante one night and then put it on a tape and then put it, I think, through a letterbox or delivered it somehow to her. But... Yeah. Um, yeah, this is about about that, and it was kind of an unconsummated uh, affair, I think, as well. Yes, in that sense, which, yeah, which, yeah. Um, and he was certainly beguiled by her. Yeah, I mean, and th- what else is beguiling is that guitar figure. It's an amazing bit of finger picking. I, oh, I think it. that's so important. For there's a few things that are important about this musically, but I, I think I think yeah, that if you, if you think about what's happening in '91, 
Mm. when most people do an acoustic track like let's say i mean admittedly that maybe i'm thinking more of the which is an extreme guys. more than words aren't extreme you? or, or you know hair, or, or guns and court, roses poison you know all of these yeah. things but the sitting point on a is top, yeah sitting on a cliff top with the wind blowing Helicopter, through with like, yeah yeah, yeah. you've got a stride yes get that solo out slash boom yes that, everything it. you just said to the power mm. of 10 yeah. but it would generally, although not necessarily, it, more than words is a bit more finger picked. But the thing is that the the, mm. the trend certainly in the late eighties was to strum. It was like, okay, we're doing a ballad now. I'm going to strum three chords and you know stick a um, three major chords and stick a minor chord in there. But I'm going to strum it, you know. And and this starts with this incredibly specific guitar figure. Do 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 do. And even you know, the rhythm of it, yeah. Is is an int- so yeah? It's it's, it's it's not it's not in straight four four time either, is it? I think it's, no. It's, it's just the 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 role of it is just slightly off kilter. I I learned it yeah. a couple of years ago, and and you start playing and you've got it, and then you listen to play and go, oh, actually, just he just holds back like a like a quasi beat or a half beat on that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. It's, it's great. such a great bit of guitar playing, and the the notes he picks and the what the shapes are just so unusual. They're so unusual. I would vote for Suck My Kiss. Uh, I don't like it, but I acknowledge that it is one of the stronger tracks on the album. (laughs) That's such a factual answer. I don't like it, but I have to acknowledge it is popular with the kids. I'm going (laughs) to give it a vote. (laughs) Suck My Kiss, it is massive. It's huge. It's absolutely hard-hitting. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It's one of the singles, for sure. It's hypersexual, isn't it? It's just ridiculous. Everything about it, even the the way the music sounds like literally the way the instrument sounds sounds like the guitar's getting i don't know <laughs> penetrated at some point it's ridiculous i mean it's so sexual the music as well which yeah. sound, i don't know even how you would contemplate what that means but you hear it and you think yep yeah, that's 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 sexual that's a yeah. that's a sexual sound on guitar i don't know how he's done it i don't know what it even means but it's extraordinary it's it, it very <laughs> much like some of the licks that he comes out with are just, uh, you know, when he stick with this and he's in Shanti just plays along with that. It's just, it's brilliant. But yeah. I could have lied. It's beautiful. So I'm voting for I could have lied. Steve, you've got the decider. Oh my God. Um, that is borderline impossible. I'm yeah, really, 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 hard, l- hard I love round. both of them. 
Yeah, but so they're like but they represent completely like, different aspects of where this band is going because yeah. you would you would have got suck my kiss suck my kiss is is a progression in that it's a much better song than they've been doing till now because they're being encouraged to write yeah. actual songs yeah, rather yeah. than funk workouts with lyrics. Yeah. But I could have lied is a is an even bigger progression because it's an acoustic sort of ballad song which is which is way past suck my kiss in terms of progression but which is the better song oh god that's um, the whole point of this I'm, podcast i'm going to vote i could have lied because well i'm going to keep my i'm going to keep my uh vote on the big epic in your face singles for something else i think that's how yeah. i'm going to rationalize that it. is the correct well, answer speaking of which the next pairing is give it away against Ooh. the righteous and the wicked <laughs> oh, okay. oh no well, that's, that's really hard yeah, that's that's the, we can we can chill out a bit now because that's easy. I mean, I do like the righteous and the wicked, but it's against give it away now, which is give it away. Sorry, not give it away now. Um, you know, it's just an absolutely mammoth red hot chili peppers track. Their, their most popular there's kind of ah it sounds reductive but there's there's kind of two versions you get of the, the chili peppers it's super funky chili peppers which is what you kind of think of and then actually when you look under the bonnet of it all their really popular songs are kind of slightly more melodic and melodic rock yeah but give it away is the absolute zenith of of what we think of them as no exactly um so well, i mean clearly that's going to go through isn't it um, yeah, yeah. well, I mean, The Righteous and the Wicked, I, personally, I think is is the only thing here that is genuinely bad. Oh, really? Um, and again, it's from a mother... Uh, it's from well, a, compared a lyric... to Psycho Sexy, this is nowhere near as bad as Psycho Sexy. I would say that Psycho Sexy is juvenile from a lyrical perspective, yeah, whereas, this okay. is, this is, whereas this is genuinely no, embarrassing. I like it. The righteous thing. I like uh, it. The chorus comes in. I think it's a good track. But but yeah, but but again, have you delved into the lyrics? I haven't. No, I haven't at all. It's it's very very. Again, he 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 has this view of himself of being deeper than he was at this point. Maybe right. I mean I think he's got deeper now. And so this is like an environmental plea song. I mean, you know, it's so. So I've got yeah. some. Of, I've got some of them here. Holy Mother Earth crying into space, tears on her pretty face before she had been raped. Killing your future blood, fill her with disease, global abortion, please. This is what she needs. It's like, geez. That's an extraordinary line, Christ. isn't it? Actually, yeah, I do remember. You know what? I do remember that line. Yeah, it is extraordinary. That line, that's um, like a kind of a, a Malthusian I solution mean, to the environmental know, catastrophe. 
I can't rest in war. Will you be my friend? Dark ages never change, but I can't comprehend. It's like, it's like, oh, war is bad. The earth is dying. Mother earth equals good. Oh, me sad. It's like, no, dude, you are not as deep as you think. This, this is bad. The, 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 it, it doesn't have the kind of artfulness that you need to kind of make those those because they're no. such obvious points we all agree with them you when you do something like that and go into that you have to you have to present it in a fresh way okay yeah. so that's going out isn't it it's three nil to give it away although i would say just quickly on righteous and the wicked i'd say something that the, the just on Frashanti's guitar is incredibly zeppelin this is where he's yeah, yeah. channeling jimmy page because yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. there's there's some very briefly harmonized guitar yeah which it's, that's it's cool just... that's what i feel like this but yeah you're right the lyrics do make no it music musically i do like yeah, yeah, it but once yeah. i delved into the lyrics it was like oh this is so awful yeah, i can't yeah. go there yeah yeah okay dave the next so the next quarter final is My Lovely Man against Under the Bridge. That's easy. Under the Bridge, 3 0. Yeah. Move on. Bridge. There you yeah. go. Quick that was a quick one, wasn't it, Dave? That was, was very quick. quick. Cheered you up, wasn't it? Quick one's a good one. <laughs> and the next one is Breaking the Girl against If You Have to Ask. That's easy as well, Breaking the Girl. Breaking the Girl, yeah. It's and we've beautiful. already talked about if you have to ask, so we can move on from that. Yeah. Also, I mean, Breaking the Girls, the only song I've covered on this album. I used to, I used to cover that. You oh, you did, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a beautiful song. How did you find it? How did you approach it? Because I, um, I played it. In fact, I say I used to cover it. The only time I ever played it was when it, in a lunchtime concert at St Albans Girls School. Rock and roll. And so uh, about. 200 girls came and watched us play and we had a band and the three of us played and it was like genuinely being in the Beatles or something and then I got a solo spot where I got to sing on my own I still have the photograph of me playing it it's like my favourite photograph of myself black and white long hair playing guitar in front of 200 girls on stage and and I know when I look at that picture that it's breaking the girl I'm playing so I'm very fond of it um, wow. if only for that it, folks and did it go down well? oh yeah yeah, I mean that somebody gave me a, a like because you had to check in at reception. And someone wrote wrote a sticker, and instead of writing my name on it, they wrote rock star. <laughs> oh wow! How old are you at the time? Um, Eighteen. Bang on. Have you have you ever had an uh, a dopamine rush or an endorphin rush as high as that ever in the rest of your life? The whole of my life's been downhill since then, Brett. <laughs> I mean, that's too much. Too young. <laughs> To stroll up, you were at a boys' school. Like, I was at an old boys' school, so this. I'm going like... to let the cat out of the bag here, listeners. All three of us went to a boys' school. That's why we're fucking doing a podcast at 47 because we're we're all emotionally repressed weirdos because we went to single sex school. But basically, like, um, yeah, you. So uh, you were at a boys' school then, and you you roll up to a girls' school and you play a yeah. song and it goes down really really well. That is yeah. that is quite hard for the, the, the a teenage ego to deal with. I would imagine. Yeah. Dave and I thought she never had such outrageous success, so we're far more well-formed <laughs> characters as a result of that lack of attention.
And the first semi-final is I could have lied against Give It Away. I could have Ooh. lied. <laughs> I could have lied. I could have um, lied, but I did. I chose not to lie. Lying is wrong. That was the, what I like was about I could have lied title. is, and the whole of this album is there's a massive drum sound, and even on the ballads, apart from one exception, there's still a massive drum sound. Like when the drums come in and the bass come in, and I could have lied, like their token, one of their three token ballads, still massive, still like bang, let's hit the fucking snare pretty hard. It's not like it's proper drum sound. Was token the right word there? I feel like if you do three of something, it's no longer token. And also, you're talking Ooh. about three epic songs that have all got. Are they absolutely epic? Stage. And the interesting token. thing is, like, the interesting thing is, yeah, the interesting thing is because Frishanti's starting to write more kind of ballady stuff, or like, obviously thinking, mm, there's this thing called melody we could use in some of our songs. <laughs> um, and he's like, fuck it, I'm not going to say that to the man because I've just joined this band and they're all like really cool, and I was a fan of the band, and they're like really super hardcore punks. They come from the LA punk scene, which is. You know, not a place for for talking about you know light fluffy things like melody and chord progressions, and and he brings it to them again. Fucking, oh, they're gonna fucking hate this, and the, and he brings these type of ideas, especially with breaking the girl, and they're like, oh yeah, it's great, man, and he's just so relieved. And I think it, I think Ruben helped encourage that a lot as well. He would have definitely because yeah. he's a very chilled out dude, Ruben, and I think, but he's also quite a big man. He's quite avuncular. He's quite big. Yeah. He's kind of that big kind beard. of focal point. Yeah, he's big beard. He's kind of masculine, but he's also kind of in touch with emotions and he's brave enough to express them and, and to, yeah. to kind of to gauge them. So that's quite good to have that kind of character for these men at that point in their lives, still young men. But Frishanti at 22, the new boy, for him to come in and, and kind of to in, introduce this, which he does here very successfully. The, probably the three of the, out of the four most popular songs of this album are the token excuse me for saying that the token ballads and then when they come back and they make a comeback with Frishanti which is a massive commercial success it's Californication and they really mine that idea far more and he talks about the fact that when he was away from band that massive hiatus he thought once he got through his recovery he thought wouldn't it be great if we did instead of like funk 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 ballad funk 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 ballad let's try and combine those two elements and yeah. then we put it into an album, which they do really successful in Californication. Um, so, yeah, it, it is interesting. That's why I call them, jokingly, the token ballads. But they kind of are. There's three of them. And they yeah. actually, they did have another song, which um, I can't remember the name of, which they, they didn't put on, which is really good. They didn't put it on because they thought, oh, we can't have another ballad on. It's it <laughs> called um, Soul to Squeeze, which is a pretty decent tune. And they couldn't put it on because they just and Ruben really wanted to put it on. And they're like, no, 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 we can't put, we can't put another one on. Fucking hell! And even when they yeah. played these songs, these, these especially these three songs we're talking about, "Under the Bridge," "Breaking the Girl," and "I Could Have Lied," they did get called out of a, a lot of gigs. And Flea, and there's a story about Flea having to go and talk to some people and saying, "Listen, we haven't sold out. That was the thing you've sold out with these songs." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's a different audience. I mean, you know, mm. that that's not a funk audience. That is a rock no. band audience because, you know, if you're in a rock band, you can play Patience or uh, yeah. Every Rose Has Its Thorn or whatever. Yeah. Know, that, that was acceptable to a rock audience. But you're, you're going to alienate your funk audience. Yeah. You know, uh, your, uh, funk, uh, your funk party audience. Yeah. You, you, and coming from a, from a punk scene as well, there's going to be some very strict kind of rules about what you can and can't do, um, which up to that point they'd kind of they'd, they'd been pretty rigorous with. But it, and it's up against their massive funk tune, the biggest, I think, the biggest and most 
popular Chili Peppers funk tune, Give It Away. Mm. Yeah, the first single on the album was uh, Give It Away. Does anyone want to vote? I'm voting voting? for Give It Away. I'm voting for I Could Have Lied. I Could Have Lied. I do really like Give It Away. I really do. It's amazing. But I really love that guitar figure from Prashanti. I am going... Oh, please. Just in case case it does go out, there's a verse on this song about River Phoenix because he was a big fan of Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's not going out. Oh, I can save that. Well, I've, I've, I've ruined it now, but I could have saved it for the final. Yeah. Um, no, save it. Save it for the final. You can talk about it again then. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm going. To, I am going to vote for. Give it away. Okay. Give it away. Give it away. Give it away. Give it away now. Okay. It's in the final. Deservedly so, probably. Right, even yeah, though I didn't right vote so. for it. Yeah, it is. And the second I, I semi-final could have liked to, deserved, is. A, deserved a vote. Yeah. Sorry, Dave. Uh, the second semi-final is under the bridge against breaking the girl. Sometimes I feel like my only friend is the city I live in, the city of angels. Lonely as I am, together we cry. It's yeah. really could and possibly should. I blame the guy that set the, uh, the, the tournament up. But never mind. I, I uh, don't feel it would be representative of the Chili Peppers at all to have two. No, and that's probably why he's better at the job than me. So good point, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's fair. It's fair point. Um, okay, so this is very difficult because the obvious answer. Let me just put this from a 3D perspective. The obvious answer is under the bridge. Obviously. Yeah. 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 We'd be mad. We'd be mad to put breaking the girl through. I feel like yes, you're going to break would. the I'm the voting girl. for under the bridge. Yeah, I'm voting for under the bridge. I can't oh, have to. Fuck but, me. I mean, try, talk about trying to make something interesting for once and you two fuckers ruin it within four seconds. Well, what are you voting for? Well, I was going to vote for breaking the girl and then you can... Ah, oh, but it's ruined now. No tension at I all. I feel like I should. I should. I should go. Why are we going to vote for? I mean, you've the put girl? the funk into perfunctory there. 
very kids. I, I love without I the bass and drums. Breaking the Girls just a pretty ordinary seventies folk rock song. I'll tell, tell you why what, you, back in nineteen ninety two at St Albans Girls School, <laughs> you ask any of those people there to listen to an acoustic version. That yeah. literally changed minds. Yeah, it changed their lives. They've all still got pictures of me singing it on their walls. That's yeah. how important that was. Yeah. Yeah. The turning point. Um, yeah. So breaking the girls going to go out. Sa- I mean, sadly, it is wonderful. And but uh, again, there's some mad stuff going on. If you if you listen, they've got flutes on it for a start. Yeah, I is, love that. With the woodwinds that's coming. A, that's, that's a hell of a folk yeah. rock. Yeah, again, I mean, that's maybe why I like it so much. It's just. But but there's also a, a crazy breakdown section where it's yeah. almost atonal, where they're banging. They all yeah. went into a room and just banged on metal shit. Yeah. It's like yeah. Dun, 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 bang, bong, yeah. bong, 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 yeah. bong, and it's like, and I always wondered what was going on there, and it's like, yeah. what, what's happening? And they really did all just like get loads of metal and just bang it. I love it. Uh, I love. I love the way it builds. It, it drops and then it builds to the chorus, and the vocal comes in, twisting and turning. It's one of those moments where just the perfect chime of lyrics and melody and build are just so good it's it so great. strong it's great i love it yeah and and his voice sounds kind great of, as well yeah and you've got the, the backing vocal does like a kind of a greek chorus style narration over what kiedis is saying it's brilliant it's yeah. just so powerful i really love it but it's gone out so Breaking the girl is off. Yeah, yeah. He also, he also hang on. He also, he also he also bends up to the note a little bit, which is yeah. again something you know because he's breaking the girl, yeah. and it's like oh hello, you know you're yeah, bending notes now. A bit of vibrato, yeah, it's yeah, great. really nice. Yeah, yeah. He's, but we've got a final. Oh, what is the final? The final is give it away against under the bridge. I mean, that's fitting. Could, it couldn't I mean, be any more straightforward cliche. than that. I mean, there yeah. is an it's argument. It's the first single is... against the second single. Yeah. Some, so sometimes on McCartney Goal, we get some strange finals, especially when one of us chooses to flip a coin, um, <laughs> which definitely hasn't scarred me. Uh, I'm, sti- I'm not in well any done, way... Dave. Well uh, done, Dave. That was awesome. ...in any way still irritated about. No. Um Sometimes we do have strange outcomes, but Give It Away versus uh, Under the Bridge is as predictable an outcome as you could get for any of the albums we've ever done, but but fittingly so, I think. Yeah, ah, uh, this this is big. Okay, we haven't talked about we've talked a bit about Give Away. We haven't talked at all about Under the Bridge because we no. obviously all subconsciously knew it was going to the final. Um, so, do you know the genesis story of this song? Do you want to tell it, Steve? No, you go, you go. Well, it's basically so again. I mean, this is an interesting band. They're, they're super masculine, aren't they? The music is... Boom, 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 boom. It's, it's really masculine. The, the, and as we, we've discovered the word prapic tonight, haven't we? So we know yeah. that, that, that it's a very macho... You haven't. I haven't. No, I you, mean, you I, knew it I, already, yes. I yes. thought you two ignoramuses, prapic. But there we go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? So we, they're, they're coming. You're talking about kind of macho men here and, and, and all of those things. And then Underbridge... Uh, Kiedis writes a poem about just how lonely and terribly he feels he's coming out of heroin addiction and still just feels like he's just dislocated from the world doesn't have any friends, all of those things and he writes a poem in his notebook and Rubin finds it, the producer finds it, this is great acts of producing, if ever you were like talking about like a legendary moment of being a rock producer, this is it so Under the Bridge exists as a poem and he encourages Anthony Kiedis to, to, to perform it to him. I think I don't know if it was a cappella or with an acoustic guitar or anything like that. 
and he does and then he's like oh, you've got to play it to the band he's like oh no fuck off I'm not playing it to the band it's, oh, you're joking uh, and he plays it to the band and um, Prashanti drives home with Flea that evening and they're like man that song was a bummer that was a real <laughs> fucking bummer in the sense that they felt so bad for their friend. They they weren't really thinking, oh, is this not quite a good tune? This could make our career entirely. They're thinking, oh, shit, man, our friend's like really, really not in a good place. So bummed out by it, kind of a bit freaked out by it. But Frashanti decides even then to still go around and write the song with Kiedis. And he uses a trick from Jimi Hendrix's song where he uses a major chord and then changes it to a minor later or brings in the minor of that major chord later yeah. on. Um, so it, you know, it really could so easily not have existed without that huge influence of Rick Rubin on it. It yeah. wouldn't have existed. No, it wouldn't. He wouldn't. He wouldn't have had the balls to take it to them at no. all. And it um, changes the band's trajectory completely. This song completely. And it's so. Uh, uh, there are so many songs about heroin in this world, and some of them, are, you know, I mean, I mean, look at two by Lou Reed one is is perfect day and it's no one ever notices it's about heroin mm. and one's called heroin which everyone notices is about heroin but what's really interesting is songs about heroin generally um can cover such different ground but it's like i, I you know under the bridge downtown is where i drew some blood i mean it couldn't be a more needle into arm when you pump blood into arm also blood will pop back into needle you know it's like i mean it couldn't be more specific mm. Uh, yeah. it, you know, and also uh, and under, under a bridge, under a bridge in downtown Los Angeles is not somewhere you go, unless that's what you're doing. Um, mm. so it, it's interesting that 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 stuff, you know, sailed by unnoticed in a lot of cases, and it's a, it's such a sad uh thing, but it's just wonderful. It's just wonderful. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it really is an absolutely profound, beautiful song. I mean, it. it whether you like this album or not and at the time I wasn't a massive fan of it I love this song because my sister yes. had a copy of this album so I did oh, hear this was it the song this that you was liked song. if you this didn't... one it was on the tape you yeah. forward wind it you gotta get yeah, to that yeah, one course, yeah, yeah, and you yeah. get to it and, and you listen to it and then uh, because it's just huge it's extraordinary um, it's so I much don't particularly like, like this song oh well, there <laughs> we go fucking <laughs> Eeyore in the fucking corner just have you know have you liked anything on this album that, Jesus so, Christ! That this, I mean, you, it, it, consistent, it, if nothing else. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was typical of a genre, wasn't it? The early '90s metal ballad, and I, I couldn't find anything on Google, um, but I'm pretty sure I remember that there was actually an award, and I think the award might even have been sponsored by Guns and Roses, and they gave out an award. What's to, the award? The metal ballad, the mallard. Yeah, yeah, to like to the like mallard. metal bands or rock heavy rock bands for the best. Ballad of the year, and there was right. this 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 uh, genre. Um, so under the bridge, obviously, more than words by Extreme and Guns and Races did loads of finger picking ballads. Um, so <laughs> Never has the word I finger think... picking been said with more invective. Fucking, you might say <laughs> fucking finger picking. Oh, it's just don't, when you hear this, this just this is so early nineties. I mean, it would definitely if I was doing a when playlist, was this album released? Ninety one. Well, there's a fucking clue then. Yeah, if I was doing that, a playlist of the best 20 hair metal ballads of the 90s, then, yeah, this would get on it. Jesus but Christ, this I'm couldn't be further from hair metal. It's 1991. <laughs> hair metal has died. This has nothing, 
nothing to do with hair metal. This is like the time when you described who was it you described as prog. It was it. What, what, who were we doing? And you're like, oh, oh Zeppelin. We're talking about Zeppelin. He's like, oh, Zeppelin. They're so prog. No, they're fucking not a prog bone in their fucking body. Hair metal has completely fucking died. They don't have hair metal hair, and they're not a metal band. Jesus fucking Christ, David. It's not a hair metal ballad. It may be a ballad that you don't like. Guns and Roses may have given them an award for it, but it sure as fucking shit isn't hair metal. So I'm voting for Give It Away. (laughs) 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 Fucking hell. I mean, listen, listeners, you might be blaming this on the COVID. Don't. (laughs) (laughs) No. Steve, how are you voting? I'm wow. I think I know how I'm voting. Shall I vote next and then I'll leave it up to you, Steve? Um, Yeah. I love this. I love the drums in this album a lot. I mean, as I said, they just structure the entire album. They're massive all the way through. But this is the first. It's kind of a, a kind of an irony and not. But it's the first time the drums aren't massive. It's the first time he doesn't play big fat notes. It's the first time you hear something called a rim shot on this album and it not be a, a smutty Anthony Kiedis lyric. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's just, it's extraordinary. It's the only time he brains it back. and But he builds, this entire song builds the whole way through everything. It builds from the stop, that guitar figure at the start, the bass line, the melodic bass line coming in, then fattening up, ending on a massive chorus. It's amazing. And Give It Away is, is great. It's super funky, but I love me a hair met hair metal ballad <laughs> winner of the 1992 <laughs> Axel Rose <laughs> metal ballad oh, it's, 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 the big, the it's the big hairy mullets that give it away that they're <laughs> a hair metal band isn't it the mullet award for ballad the of the year Jesus yeah Christ. I'm going for under the bridge so Steve you got the deciding vote did you have you seen the unbelievably infamous Saturday Night Live clip oh I have seen that yeah that's when Frashanti is yeah tell us about that so, so Frashanti is is towards the time on his way he's out. Like, he, he's, he's on leaving. his way out. He's decided that he doesn't like the fame. He doesn't. He doesn't like what he's doing. It. He doesn't think yeah. it's. Uh, it has sort of. Um, during this album, merit he, anymore. Yeah, he had synesthesia during this album, uh, and he what starts to lose it. When, it's where you literally see music. You see it's, it's, music. It's basically, where you feel it in a way that's. Synesthesia is where two um, senses get mixed, so you can yeah. sort of smell colour, or yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, you, you can you can taste music or whatever it is. Yeah, and, and he he's and kind of seeing it shapes as, as as auras and things like that. And he kind of the writing and and the making that, and he kind of loses it towards the end. I think that's why possibly why he goes into heroin addiction for five years yeah. afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as he loses but, it, but, it, but you know, obviously the fame is and that level of fame is doing his head in so what happens yeah. on mtv oh my god no it's not mtv it's saturday night live, oh, saturday night live. And, right. and, and, they, and they go on and they're like the, the, the band the headline you know band for the evening or whatever and they go on and and he starts playing this totally totally deconstructed introduction of under the bridge now yeah. anthony kiedis has always was all he, he rick rubin had to sort of coach him to sing that song because he didn't think he was a singer so yeah. he, and, and he and he always always was worried about where to come in 
and now ah, really? he's and uh, yeah always to this day he still worries about is he going to come in at yeah. the right place because it's, yeah. it's quite hard to know where that is yeah. and, and if you watch the clip it's unbelievable because the guitarist wow. starts going diddly diddly bong bong boom, and it's like you can see yeah. Kiedis is, is, is trying not to look terrified but he's like yeah. live this guy, Saturday this night, guy live. we're in front of the whole nation <laughs> it's yeah. live and he is completely deconstructed this it doesn't sound anything like under the bridge I don't know what's happening. Yeah. And then at some point where he's supposed to come in, Fashanti sort of gestures at him like, go on, this is your bit. And he tries to sing it and it's just a total disaster. Yeah, uh, totally Fashanti completely ruins it. Um, and yeah. and Kedis was absolutely livid. He's like, you fucked me in front of the whole nation on Saturday Night Live. You fucked oh, me. Um, yeah, and it's quite is... spectacular. And to this day, they can't argue, they can't agree because uh, Frashanti never said uh, he always says well I played in the right key and and uh, you know it's like he sort of was in the right key but there were so many weird notes you know it's like it's debatable mm. um, but actually the, the sales of Under the Bridge went through the roof immediately afterwards so oh wow what do you know um, wow That's there you go anyway I absolutely love Under the Bridge I love it I think it's a stone cold classic and it sure as hell isn't a stone cold classic hair metal song uh, in which case I, I wouldn't be voting for it but uh, I, I'm not voting for it because uh, I what? think that I, I was I was re-watching the, the video, the seminal video for Give It Away, so basically yeah. he just came across this French director who'd like directing all this weird black and white stuff and he yeah. said that's what I want I watched the video, the power of that video was it just kind of blew me off off the chair and i loved the idea of where the song came from as well because it's like because kedis was basically saying because he had this terrible upbringing he used to steal stuff and he used to just take whatever the hell he wanted and he was with nina hagen the sort of punk rock legend and and, and he said and he, he was sort of chatting with her in her bedroom mm. and and, he, and and she had this amazing coat and he said oh my god that's the most beautiful coat i've ever seen she said i'll have it it's yours and he was like that's clearly your best coat and she was like you can't keep everything in life you've got to you know you've got to spread the love you've got to give some of this stuff away whether it's your yeah. love whatever it is and it sort of stuck a, struck a chord with him and then one time he walked in and like flea's doing this insane bass line and they're doing this jam thing and he just walked in and went give it away give it away give it away now and then nice. made up loads of other stuff to to go with it and the, the the reason I have to vote for Give It Away, even though yeah. you know I think Under the Bridge is a classic, is I think it's the absolute epitome of yes, we're a funk band, yes, we can do generic funk, yes, we're becoming a rock band, but this is the perfect crossroads of everything we're capable of. Yeah. Yes, we can also do ballads, but sometimes we we overplay our hand into funk, sometimes we overplay our hand into rock, something, and that they, they it just is absolutely nail on the head perfect the energy of it the video the moment it captured the fact that it's was it it was the first single i think was it yes so it was yeah so it was this declaration of here we are we are focused oh, yes i'm still huge. writing word salad that 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 is you know and like you said there's a verse about river phoenix in there so it does go off piece yeah. a little bit but but the you know because they were hanging out with river phoenix and they liked him sort mm. of thing but the point mm. is the energy of it is it's oh, just phenomenal. it's it captures a moment in time but it, it shows well maybe under the bridge captures a moment in time better but it just shows exactly what that band can be as a rock band and it, it, it has was, to be it's, Give it away the, from me. it's the zenith of, of red hot chili peppers funk yeah. sound that song 100 yeah funk and rock 
I think yeah. that's the thing. It's it's yeah. it's, 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 it's the Ven- yes. it's the it's True. like the Venn diagram is perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and, it's, um, it's give it away for me. That's great. So give it away is the winner of uh, of Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Mm-hmm.